the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk, broadcasting from the legendary Rack Shack Barbecue Studio. RackShackToGo.com. Get the best food of your life. HittnerGroup.com. Order up the best house you can never find in your whole life. HittnerGroup.com. H-I-T-T-N-E-R Group. Dot com Or give us a ring-a-ling-a-ling, 612-627-8000. That's 612-627-8000. We'd be happy to have a chat with you about your real estate needs. All right, Merlin. Merlin Meinertz is attorney at law, family law attorney. Contact information is? Yeah, let's do that because I always forget. Uh, easiest way to find me is www.minertslaw.com. Minertslaw, M-I-N-N-E-R-T-S? M-E-I. M-E-I-N-N-E-R-T-S-L-A-W, minertslaw.com. No dots between. No dots between. All right. So your broadcasting uh, a career in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, I started in a small town in southwestern Minnesota in high school. Okay. What so town? I, Laverne. Laverne, all right. Yeah, the 1964 state basketball champions. All right. There you go. That's the only thing we're known for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Still got the billboard up down there. They just just repainted it. They just took it down, as a matter of fact. So that's time marches on. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so you started in there, and then uh, tell us where you you, – I'm curious how you went from that to to broadcast some little television, and all of a sudden you're an attorney. Yeah, so I started in high school, worked my way through my high school years doing a, an evening radio show. Mm-hmm. I, I continued on uh, doing that through college. I talked my way through college. There you go. That led to a job in television news Okay. Uh, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Caloland Television in Love Sioux it. Falls, yeah. So I did that, and uh, through that experience, got to meet a lot of politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through that relationship was offered a job in Washington, D.C. Oh, interesting. Ended up working in the Senate for four years uh, in in Washington, which was an incredible experience, but also introduced me to a lot of people who had law degrees. Mm-hmm. So I figured at that point, with no, no other discernible skill or training, that law school was the place for me. Did you ever what? then consider going into politics after that? You know, that, that that was a passion and an interest for a period of time, but it is a young person's game. Okay. And you'll you'll find that many Senate offices and uh, House offices are filled with young 20- and 25-year-old people. That's because they're what, mal- easy to manipulate. What about what about uh, Joe Biden? Is that He's not exactly what you'd call a young person. No, uh, he is not a young person. I, I knew Joe Biden, and uh, he served on the same committee my senator did back in the— Late 80s, early 90s. So, okay. What so, were you doing when you were in the Senate? What was your role or title? Or I, I served two functions. For the first senator I worked for, I was a communications director. So managed press relations and interviews and made those types of arrangements for him. And uh, when he lost his uh, re-election bid, I went to work for the other senator. Was from that South a Minnesota? Dakota, oh, South Dakota. South Dakota okay. senator. Okay. Yeah. 
and went to work for that individual as a legislative assistant. And my primary responsibility was commerce, science, and transportation. Mm. So airline, railroad, all that kind of stuff. So four years into that, and you decided, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to go to law school. Okay. Right? So I'm you... heading into my 30s, and I can either continue this grind mm-hmm. perpetually or find a new way to enhance my credentials, and law school was a logical choice for me. Okay. What brought you to family law? Well, I, I ended uh, law school working for a f- local Fortune 500 company in their internal litigation department. Okay. And I remember the day clearly when they showed me a room about this size filled with banker's boxes. Hmm. And I was tasked with going through and summarizing all these arcane contracts and business-related documents. There wasn't a window either, by the way. (laughs) It didn't take me long to figure out that was not how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. So I made contact after doing some demographic research, figuring out the South Metro, the Lakeville area was growing at an incredibly fast rate without a lot of attorneys present and Mm -hmm. made a connection with a local attorney and hung out my shingle at that point. So you're in family law. Explain to the people who are listening what family law really entails. What's that mean? All right. Well, family law is kind of a big blanket umbrella that Mm -hmm. includes divorces and within that context a subset of custody parenting time financial support either in the form of child support spousal maintenance property division it also includes things like paternity cases where people aren't married but still have a child in common and have issues related there too how about like wills estates probate and all that is that part of that or that, is that, that, a that would be a different subspecialty yeah. okay you know. okay um so you why, why divorce? Just because the demographics were there? Or? Sure. Well, no. I, Marketing I, I think, decision? Uh, I am in a unique position of having a job where I can go home every day knowing I made a tangible difference in somebody's life. Okay. There are very few career paths that offer that opportunity. And I can walk people through the, the valley of the shadow of death, quite mm-hmm. really, when people are faced with the end of a marriage relationship and other things, and I can be a conduit for helping to bring some hope and peace into that situation. So dissolution of marriage is what it is in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. When you, 50% of all marriages are going to end up in divorce. Uh, that's what the stats are. And and uh, of second marriages and third marriages, it's the numbers get even even worse. In your experience, uh, as as uh, being intimately involved in all of these things, what are some of the stressors that you see in that in those relationships that seem to trigger uh, the ultimate decision to separate? Sure. Well, it goes without saying. Number one on the list is usually money, mm-hmm. finances, different perspectives on money management, money use, budgeting, not to budget, um, the use of debt, etc. Uh, financial stressors in and of themselves, chronic unemployment uh, are issues that provide financial stress as well. Another stress uh, on marriages would be either undiagnosed or untreated underlying mental health issues. Okay. Depression, anxiety, chemical dependency can lead to an umbrella of all kinds of complicating issues that make both parenting and relating to each other more difficult than usual. And then, you know, third, I think, would be a lack of shared values. People oftentimes get 
get married quickly and without knowing the mm-hmm. depth and the heart and the soul of the other person and find out over the years that that person has changed. They're a different person than I thought they were when we were married. And suddenly, a catalyst, by the way, is oftentimes the empty nesters. Kids right. are gone. We, yeah. we no longer have that shared experience. <laughs> yeah. And who are you and why yeah. am I with you? That's so. a great point. In gray divorces, it's called, it's becoming a huge huge thing, especially as our population ages, where you have just exactly that. Kids are off to college or out of the house, sitting at the kitchen table, looking across the table at this person. You're like, I don't know if I want to spend the next 30 or 40 years here. Well, in in some cases, I'm working with people in their 70s and their 80s after 50, 60 years of marriage, finally having uh, the decision made to proceed with this matter. So, it's, I, I can't, don't know that I can put my finger on it after that much time. Uh, what's the point at this stage in life of making that major decision? But it happens. That's a different conversation, isn't it? It is. It than is. somebody who's in their you know, mid-30s, 40s, kids, all this mm-hmm. versus that. It's just a very different dynamic. Can you kind of walk through what's the process for people as they, as they contemplate that decision? When do you get involved? When don't you get, you know, at what point do you get involved? And what's your initial, do you try to push them to counseling? Do you try mediation? Do you, you know, because the, the, the comment is always, well, you don't want to, you know, lawyer up. Everybody lawyers up and lawyers take all the money, right? So talk through some of those stereotypes that you hear of. Sure. So, so I, I have to first say I strongly disagree with that sentiment, and I'll mm-hmm. explain why in a moment. Minnesota is a no-fault divorce state. Uh, the only thing that's required in this state is that somebody believes there's an irretrievable breakdown in the marriage relationship. One person or the other. It does not require a vote. It does not require plurality. Just one person can make that decision on their own. That is a heart-wrenching decision you know, for people to make. And some people have a very high tolerance of pain and will endure all kinds of things for years before mm-hmm. making that decision. Others... Don't like the way he left the toothbrush on the mm-hmm. sink. So that's an irretrievable <laughs> breakdown for me. That's a personal decision. My my encouragement to anybody who comes to see me is that as a divorce lawyer, the strangest thing I will tell you is that I believe in the sanctity of marriage, that if there's any way of preserving that relationship, there's great value there. It may not seem like it today, but over time, it'll manifest itself in the value of that extended commitment. So I encourage counseling and other kinds of discernment uh, for purposes of determining whether or not there's an irretrievable breakdown. But if there is an irretrievable breakdown, that's where you will now marshal them through that. And we're going to get into how you do that when we return. We're going to head out to break right now. Call us at 612-627-8000. You're listening to Real Estate Chalk Talk. Real Estate Chalk Talk, you can find us online at hitnergroup.com. H-I-T-T-N-E-R group.com and we will be right back. Get that Frank Shack attack Frank Shack barbecue Ooh, 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 yeah Three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.